I'm Caleb. I'm Haley. And I'm having coffee, coffee with, with my, my ex. ex. Um, yeah, Haley made my latte this morning, and I think I th- it's obviously not you making the espresso incorrectly. I think it's just you put less milk in it than I do. Yeah, I do. Well, also, you're almost out of milk, so I was trying to ration it out. And you didn't put much um, of the syrup in there, my little stevia syrup. No, because it's so strong. It's not. I can't <laughs> taste any sweetener in this. <laughs> Are you serious? Not at all. Yeah, but no, it's fine. I coated the bottom. Uh-huh. Let me blow some bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't like overly sweet coffee. That is apparent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also like should have made myself something because yeah, but you're bad out. That's okay. I'll probably take a break to sweeten this up a bit. <laughs> I need something sweet. <laughs> I need something sweet. <laughs> I just had to chase my coffee with my. That's water. insane. You should taste my coffee. No. No, thank you. <laughs> There's no sweetener Before here. you were like, I don't think you're going to like my latte. And I was like, what are you talking about? I love your latte. I just, now that I, now I know, I know now. Yeah. So I'll I'd, keep that in mind. I'm like a one packet per shot gal. That's crazy. That's insane to me. Two packets of stevia and a double shot? I don't shot? put any sweetener in my, and stevia is sweet, is sweeter than sugar. <sighs> and this is coming from the girl who used to, I swear, I swear you not. People put change. 14 sweet and lows in her venti iced people coffee. People change. People 14. grow. And some people don't. And that some people is you. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> For, <laughs> you used to get like a hazelnut iced coffee. Or vanilla or caramel. So you got it sweetened and then you put 14 sweet and lows I in would it. put like six and a venti, which is too, too much. It, my, six too many. My brain's hurting thinking about that. And I would be, and this was in high school, I'd be cracked out. I'd be cracked out. You had a purse full of sweet and low. Yes. And a car I would steal full them from restaurants. Low. Yes. Just sugar in the back of, on the, like the bottom of my bags. It was, I can taste. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't, I can. And that's why I cannot stand the taste of any artificial sweetener. Stevia doesn't taste artificial to me. It all it does. It tastes like chemicals to me. But it's not. It's a plant. No, I don't like, like Charlotte. it. Charlotte. You know that I got, um, uh, Splenda offered me, um, a nice chunk of change. <sighs> and I had to say no, because everyone would know I'd be faking that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when Splenda first came out and everyone was obviously. Well, there's like Splenda out about Stevia. It. Yeah. Dear Splenda, <laughs> if you are watching this episode, I want you to know that I will happily accept your partnership. <laughs> I was like, I cannot do this and like be in good faith. You gotta learn to like Stevia. I just don't like it. I prefer either no sweetener or like something like honey or agave. You know what? I used to trash you for the honey, but after getting some, I got some raw honey from Trader Joe's and honey is not just sugar. It has a unique flavor. Yeah. And it's so good. It's so good. That's what I put in my, I'll put it at the bottom of my, whatever I'm making my espresso in. And then I'll, it'll, the espresso will go over the honey and it'll kind of mix up the honey. And that's like the only sweetener that I use. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and then sometimes I put a little like cinnamon on top. So it's like a honey cinnamon latte. Wow. You do so much for yourself. I really do. It's amazing. Your I really do. level of self-care and presentation. It never <laughs> ceases to baffle me. I, we made chicken tendies last night. <laughs> you want to know what I had last night? What? Um, maybe, no. Jalapeno, pineapple, pork chops with um, honey rice. <laughs> <laughs> it was for a brand deal, but okay, it was okay. it was delicious. 
And I'm assuming it was made from scratch. It's not like it was from a box. Right or now, I made it, and it was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have a whole other serving where to eat today. I'm very excited. Anyways, you made chicken tendies. <laughs> oh yeah, and I was just like, we just I threw it on the plate. But like sometimes I try to like organize them side by side, or like I'll try to like mix my sauces so it's a cute little swirl. Yeah, and then that's the extent of my effort. Yeah, I do not know how you do it. Last night we had buffalo cauliflower from Costco and it had like paleo keto on the thing and so we were really excited turns out it was just cauliflower cauliflower with like a sauce packet (laughs) and I'm like of course it's keto and paleo like you got me (laughs) and it wasn't good it wasn't good it's just it's just a vegetable with sauce on it But bitches see the word paleo, paleo and keto, and they're like, oh my god, you, I am bitches. You are bitches. <laughs> oh, oh my god. My gosh. What's up? Well, um, you know, I had a great therapy session yesterday. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to, because um, I texted you about a new a topic to talk about. Yeah, we're not talking about that today, though, no, right? No, okay. no, But it is one of the questions that I pick. I feel like you unpack all of your therapy on this podcast. I do. I do. This is my place to just spew it because Cameron doesn't care unless it's about him. Yeah, I mean, that's... And you don't care, but you have to listen if I'm talking to you here. (laughs) Wait, is this where I need to come for my important issues? I think so. (laughs) Any type of a problem with you or need you to text me back? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) This is the only place you'll get me to listen. I don't know if I'll respond, but I'll still listen. Yeah, but you'll be listening. Um, but no, I had a great therapy session and I got to unpack some issues and some problems. I feel like sometimes in therapy, I just talk and I'm just saying things and I don't know why I'm saying it. I just feel like I need to talk, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it leads to good things. And so I feel empowered now to talk about, um, I feel empowered to talk about more adult topics Mm -hmm. or adult issues and not censor myself so much because I have realized that I've just lived my entire life. Trying to make sure I don't offend people yeah. that think I should act a certain way or talk a certain way. And like, I'm a 27-year-old man. Welcome to the life of being a woman. <laughs> it's just like, I can't imagine. And that's yeah. what I want to talk about on that episode too. And just yeah. all the standards in place. And it's just like, you know what? This podcast is not for everybody. And that's okay. I've been dumb been saying that. It's okay. <laughs> it's just like, obviously with the fitness marshal, I, I like to keep that mass. Obviously mass appealing is good for business. Right, 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 right. But there's a difference between being mass appealing and just being like hyper aware of everything you do. Like relax. If some person doesn't want to see certain things, then don't watch it. Right. And that's something that I think as I've gotten older, I've understood more. And I was, I even thought about this the other day because I got the craziest comment on this podcast. And <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I don't like everybody. I can't expect everybody to like me. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. And so yeah. just like letting that go of like, I mean, how can I expect everyone to like me when I don't even, I don't like most people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very freeing. Yeah. Just to release yourself from the grips of those claws and stop trying to please everybody. And my therapist was like, you're sacrificing your creativity. Yeah. Because like when you're wasting space thinking about like, oh, like, is this risque? Should I not say this? He's like, you're just not being yourself and you're not being creative. Like if people don't like it, they they don't listen and that's okay. But like at the end of the day, you can't have it all. And so living your life trying to have it all and make everyone happy is just going to stop you from doing whatever you want to do or like being happy so anyway yeah. i'm excited for the next episode or whatever episode it is <laughs> who's, that? 
We're going to talk about some, some, some sexy things. Oh, my gosh. I'm ready to drink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, anyway, today, uh, Haley put in our story, our Coffee with My Ex story on Instagram. If you don't follow it, follow it. At Coffee with My Ex. Get us a 10K. Yay. We need to swipe up. Um, <laughs> so, we asked, you asked... What are some things that you are dying to, for us to talk about? Yeah. And you all answered. I had Caleb ask, the, like, pick out the questions because I feel like I always pick out the questions and I feel like it'll he'll pick out different ones than me. So just wanted to switch it up. From Hannah Webb X asks us to talk about toxic relationships with food and exercise. Oh, yeah. How about you talk about that? <laughs> You think I'm so toxic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not toxic. You just like, I feel like, um, are, you spend more energy. I do spend a lot of energy on it. I do. But I've also, <clears throat> I have always had kind of, I feel like disordered eating. I have, I mean, I get that. I have too. But I feel like I had to, through that it's either that or just not caring as much mm-hmm. and i choose not caring as much mm-hmm. i mean i still care but obviously like working out is my job and i love food and i love feeling good but i think that becoming it's like it's either or for me it's either like i'm all the way over here or i'm all the way over here but i feel like i finally found that like balance and i don't want to lean like too much one way mm-hmm. and so i have to be mindful of like how much energy i'm giving that part of my life. Mm-hmm. I get that. I, I feel like for me, food has always been something that I've struggled with ever since I was, a, I mean, younger. I had to go to like a dietitian when I was 16 because I was not eating or I was like counting every single calorie. And then in college, I feel like I've always been so uncomfortable with my body that I've always just n- never really had a good relationship with food. And so I feel like now I'm more comfortable with my body, not even necessarily because it's different, just because I care less. Mm-hmm. And food is always, it's, I just go back and forth because like I really do try to stay away from certain things and I do like demonize certain foods in ways that I probably shouldn't, but I still also kind of eat whatever I want. But then I also like don't or I'll like shame myself for it or feel mm-hmm. really guilty but I feel like it goes, it's less about what I'm eating and more just about like how I'm feeling. And if I feel like gross just because I've eaten too much, mm-hmm. I just like shame myself. But also like sometimes I should because I eat too much. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's hard for everyone. And I keep seeing these posts on Instagram that a lot of fitness influencers advice is just give them giving advice on their own disordered eating. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, I'm just, I guess maybe a lot of fitness influencers do that does stem from their own toxic issues with food and exercise. Yeah. And no one really has the answers. So it's, I don't know. I just think that's so tricky. The balance between. It is really, really tricky because everyone is different. And so like, especially for someone like me who loves food and I do a lot of food content, I try to be mindful of like, I don't ever want to make it seem like I have any one certain diet mm-hmm. just because like I'm being in the position that I am. I know that there's going to be someone out there mm-hmm. who tries it. Here's, here's my thing. I feel like in the world that we grew up in, I eating 
like fast food or low quality food I feel like was so normal that whenever I would choose to eat a salad people would like make fun of me for it and so I feel like there's also especially where we come from so much shame around like trying to eat healthy or trying to like not just trying to care I guess and so that's what triggers me because I'm like no I'm not gonna I'm gonna show people like oh here's a healthy recipe or here like I like to use stevia or almond milk or something because I feel like back home people would be like, oh, you're using almond milk? You think so you're fat? this is what I attribute that to, is the kind of this, um, going back to the idea of like food insecurity and in that a lot of places, especially like where we're from, there's not a lot of access to like healthier foods. And so healthy food is more considered like for the rich. And I think a lot of people, especially coming from like our town, who a lot of people are poor, resent that. And so I think it's more of like, a, oh, you think you're better than me mentality. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't grow up eating that because I didn't have access to it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that it's necessarily, like, geared towards you. I think it's a lot of misplaced. Mm-hmm. But I understand the, their thought process. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think it's it's difficult for people when they're consuming media because it feels like it's either not for them mm-hmm. or they, like you said, don't have access to it. So I just... Personally, I like to be a resource because I feel like there's everyone knows how to eat poorly or not even poorly. Everyone just knows how to eat like basic butter, sugar, meat, whatever from fast food. So I feel like if I can be someone that was from that community who kind of like broke out and I still eat all of those things, I'm just like, oh, don't get it twisted. I love Arby's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, first of all, a Crunchwrap Supreme. (laughs) <laughs> and I will, I will sit on it. Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> I just like, feel like it is good. It's, I'm not it's delicious. <laughs> I just feel like maybe I could be a better resource for people. Yeah, I, yeah. It's finding that balance of like, okay, this is what real life is, and mm-hmm. here are some new ideas and maybe some like different like perspectives that you haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good way to be like an influencer in this space instead of like you know, trying to be this, like, level of, like, health that is, like, unachievable in a relatable sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like, too, the best advice I've gotten is listen to your body, and it sounds so silly, but, like, I, the way I feel when I don't exercise and when I do eat poorly is, that's the, that's what drives me to Same. exercise and to eat well. That's literally the only thing, because I don't love working out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hardest. Food's easier for me to be Food's like, easier for me too. And I also have no taste buds. You do, you do not so have taste buds. I am easily fooled. Also, something is that, especially with like being vegan for three years and like being super hyper aware of how things make me feel, I do have a lot of um, food sensitivity. Mm. Like a lot of food sensitivity. And so that honestly drives my diet more than anything. Yeah. I remember when you went vegan, you like felt just bloated all the time. Yeah. So that's, I think listening to your body is like the number one thing and like trying to figure out like what you should eat mm-hmm. and that'll kind of, then it's kind of just like done for you. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously you don't want to like go walking around with like a stomach ache. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is me, which was me a lot of the time. And if I eat anything like new or something, like my, my body's like, no. <laughs> just, I live a different <laughs> life than you. <laughs> uh, all right. Did we answer your question? It's on going to Clubhouse. <laughs> oh, God. 
My biggest fear is just to join and then pull me on stage. Be like, so what are your thoughts? <laughs> that's like, they shouldn't do that. That is so, that, that's like being called on in class. Everyone the in a clubhouse, I swear to you, like wants to be teacher. Yeah. And like wants to be, like, are, they're the kids who like love to talk. And I'm just like, I aspire. Someone tweeted this. They said, I aspire to have the level of someone who's speaking in a club. The confidence <laughs> the of confidence. someone speaking. It's the confidence for me. Um, okay. Haley, I'm a doctor. I think I'm really cool with my patients. Why don't you trust our community of doctors? <laughs> it's not you. It's me. It is not you. It's me. I don't know what it's more. It's not the doctor. Mm-hmm. When the doctor gets in there, it's like fine. It's like everything leading up to it. And also not knowing the questions to ask. Like the yeah, whole environment. About that. Yeah, the whole environment kind of like gives me anxiety. The phone call that you have to make to like if I can't schedule online. Mm-hmm. I probably won't go. Like, it, I need it to be scheduled online. I don't understand insurance that well. No one, I don't think anyone understands now that, insurance. Now, I think that I have a better grasp, so I feel a little bit more comfortable, but it's still like, I'm, I don't know what's covered. Like, how, I don't, I'm scared to ask how much it's going to be, but like, you should always ask, like, up front, like, how much is it going to be before you do it? And like, I, there's something, it's like, when I'm outside, of a of a doctor's office like i can do anything <laughs> but the minute that i have to make an appointment like i am just like a scared little girl mm-hmm. and um that gives me anxiety too the fact that i have anxiety about it <laughs> <laughs> so, i'm like what is wrong with me and then i spiral and then by the time like i'm just like you know what if this kills me then that's what's <laughs> been to happen <laughs> are you sure you should have quit therapy <laughs> Just, that is unfixable. That is just, it's unfixable. Uh, I mean, I don't have that level of anxiety around doctors. <laughs> no, I, you don't. I honestly view them as my all, best friends. You're friends with all your doctors. I just, with all of them. You have a team of doctors. I'm just such a hypochondriac that I'm like, listen, I need you and you and you. This is what's going on. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just hypersensitive with my body. So I think I'm anxious for another reason. I ask too many questions, I feel like. Yeah. Every time I go to the doctor, I have just debilitating white coat syndrome and my anxiety shoots through the roof. My blood pressure every single time is hospitalizable. <laughs> I ever, I've I, in my, ever since 2014, every time I've gone to the doctor, they've asked me if this is normal, if they need, they need to call a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I stay one, like 175 over 80. I would say my bottom number is always great. My top number is always scary high. Yeah. I talk, talk about this forever. Uh, yeah. So they had me start monitoring at home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good. <laughs> Let's talk about, well, all, all of y'all's mental health. My, my, my lie, my lie stuff. My lie stuff. Huh? Uh, that's the person's name. My lie uh, stuff. Uh, yeah. How's your mental health? My mental health? Yeah. Oh, my heart just sank. Um... <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> therapy, 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 therapy. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't think she's able to answer that question. <laughs> so I'll answer that. You know what? No, I, I am better than I, like, I'm not as bad as I've been. Like, I'm not, like, I've hit the bottom. So it's only up from there. I've already hit the bottom. 
So I'm on my way up. It's just so funny because I feel like <laughs> when you are at bottom, like nobody knows. No, you would have no idea. <laughs> it just... No one has any idea. I don't. <laughs> You're just the, the least transparent. Yes. With your emotions. Right. How do you do it? Um, I don't recommend it. It's not... It's a... I just feel like you go home and you take your face off and you cry. <laughs> yes. yes. That's exactly what happens. <sighs> Uh, How about you? Um, you know what? It's back and forth, man. I I feel like I just have been getting sad lately because I feel like with the year anniversary of the pandemic coming up, it's just sad. It is sad. Thinking about this is still our lives. I'm just sad that people in like other parts of the country even are still acting like there's not a pandemic. I'm angry. Um, that it's still happening and that people still don't care. I want, I don't know what I want. I'm also anxious more so because like now that we are, like there are being vaccines and there are more social interactions. I feel like I've forgotten how to interact with people and that gives me anxiety to feel like I have to learn how to be a person again. Yeah. And I just feel like I've lost a lot of my confidence this year because I feel like you, you just, you're, I feel like at least for me like social interaction helps my confidence when I have to keep doing it over and over even though it's hard and so I feel like <laughs> it's not my confidence the more I have to interact with someone the more my confidence goes down it's just <laughs> I mean I I, I I don't know I just yeah I feel like I'm starting over again and I've just reset yeah and with the whole clubhouse thing coming up I think that's triggered my anxiety because I've been having to do some clubhouses and it's just I feel so unconfident and so like an imposter lately. And I don't know why, but I mean, I mean, I mean imposter syndrome is real and it is, what's, what is the word I'm trying to think of? Like when a lot of people have it. Oh my God. My brain is empty. Common. Common. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that obviously like a debilitating amount will debilitate you. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit of it is healthy in the sense that it always strives you to keep learning. Mm-hmm. So I I feel that all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, And that's without having to, you know, like be in a room with a bunch of incredibly successful creators. So <sighs> I could only imagine. But I mean, at the same time, your knowledge in the industry doesn't even though you have a lot of knowledge in the industry whether or not you do doesn't define like your worth or like make it um make you less successful yeah yeah because also no one is doing what we're doing that's true not a one person and not one person has to deal with music the way that we do and so if you know i mean yeah, sure. Like they can know how to great get great engagement, but like, do they know the inner workings of music labels? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't. Uh, okay, well, settled. We're okay. <laughs> um, worst first date experiences. Do I have a first date experience? I don't remember any first dates I've ever had. I truly don't. You yeah, unreasonable. Well, I'm going to talk about mine. Okay. <laughs> Dear God. I have only had one, I think. One first date? Yeah. Well, no. One bad one. Yeah. 
So it was, <laughs> it was my first date after the one relationship I had been in. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was, I was at Ball State hanging out with you. And I was on Tinder and Grinder, but like... Oh, it was when you were coming to my house like every weekend. Yeah, yeah. And so I was on, <laughs> yeah. I was on the dating apps, but I didn't ever engage with anyone. I would like swipe and if we mashed, I'd be like... Oh! And like run away. Run that's, away. What, that's what I would do. If it's real, then I can't. Like, I'm not going to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. You're right. It felt so weird. And so I'd flirt a little bit. But if they ever wanted to meet or if they ever like wanted to start sending pictures. You're trying to kill me. <laughs> I was just like, how dare you? So I, I was obviously the only, I felt like the only gay who was not using the social media apps to have sex like a rabbit. And <laughs> I finally convinced myself, just go on this date. This guy seems nice. We met on, I think it was Tinder. And he lived in Lafayette. Mm-hmm. I think Lafayette. And I... That's far. It was far. <laughs> did uh, you go? I did. I go. I went the distance. <laughs> oh I, this is the God. problem with me. I either, <laughs> if I, I just like find the most random things to do and then I just go and I commit to it. Like I could yeah. have found someone around here, <laughs> I, but no, I had, had to, to be in Lafayette. I had to go to Lafayette. <laughs> so I drove my Kia Soul all the way to Lafayette from your house. And I think it was like winter. It was, it was not good out. And I, <laughs> I got there, I knocked on the door, and he opened it, and I just immediately felt... Wrong. Oh, God, no. Like, I don't like you, like, this isn't... <laughs> I mean, like, you're a nice guy, I just, like, I felt no attraction. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And my worst fear of going into a first date is wasting my damn time. Yeah. And pretending to engage with someone who I know I'm never going to see again. <laughs> right. I can't do it. <laughs> I stink. I don't know how single people do it. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do it. So I went in. And it should be. Hold on. It should be acceptable to just get up and leave and just be like, I, I don't want to waste either one of our times. I'm sure it is. I'm sure, especially in adult situations, I'm yeah. sure it's more acceptable. But like we were obviously young 20 year olds. And so I went into his apartment and we were just like talking. I think he gave me a snack or something. <laughs> that was nice. But then we were just like like chit-chatting a bit and I we like played smash together but like he like wanted to like kind of sit close to me and cuddle and I was just like oh yeah I'm gonna like beat your ass over here (laughs) and we just like literally played like two rounds I swear to god the date lasted 30 minutes (laughs) you left and I was like okay like I really have to be getting home now and I got up and he like went in to like give me a kiss and I like swerved and I gave him a hug and I was like oh, sorry I'm just like I don't kiss him on the first date <laughs> and I just got in my car and I drove away you never talked to him again and it's not even like that was a terrible first date it's just like I don't ever want to feel that way again <laughs> I don't ever want to be in a I room with someone and just be like never doing that I if there were even a little butterfly that would have been yeah. nice That'd have been nice. Made it worth it. It's just like in my mind, if you're not the one, then what am I doing? Yeah. I need to feel I don't think I felt that with Cameron. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It was just that was awful. And I I just don't recommend it. 
This episode is brought to you by Wild. Wild, spelled W-Y-L-D, is an online art gallery based in Austin, Texas, exclusively dedicated to art created by Native American artists. The gallery is a labor of love by retired lawyer Ray Donnelly, who opened up an in-person gallery right before the pandemic. Due to COVID, he had to close down his gallery and move online. Wild has everything from original art to print and posters. With Valentine's Day coming up, some cool original art would be a perfect and thoughtful gift. And you'd also be supporting local indigenous artists and a local business at the same time. So head to www.wild.gallery. Again, that's www.wild.gallery to look through an extensive collection of art at different price points. And thank you again to Wild for sponsoring this episode. Um, and side note, I checked out the gallery and it's bomb. Really? It's bomb. Like I'm like, should I get something? Uh. <laughs> Like, it's very exciting. Uh, the re- Rachel Fisher asks... Rachel! Hey, Rachel. My mom, hold on, side note about Rachel. My mom texted me and was like, make sure you wish Rachel a happy birthday. Because <laughs> they're like friends. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, well, happy birthday, Rachel. Yes, happy birthday. Um, she asks, the reality show, would you ever make another one? And how did it affect slash impact your lives? I would make another one. But it would have to be the right time. Mm-hmm. And it would have... I, I just feel like, yeah, I would do it, but I would do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Cameron and I were just talking yesterday and he was like, I really want to do a show of some sort again. I don't know if reality is the way for us to go, mm-hmm. um, especially when I feel like the vlogging isn't that successful for, I just don't know if that's what, like what is our interesting niche in this yeah. world, but I feel like the reality show kind of brought out the worst in all of us yeah. I, well i don't know if that's true i just i don't think that it represented us in the best light because at the end of the day we're watching reality tv to be shocked and entertained and for there to be drama yeah. and i don't think that's inherently good I don't, for us yeah i don't number one i don't think it was good for us as friends no and no. It was, so there then it's not good for us in business mm-hmm. and so like because you have to have that like shock and all like you have to get into fights and i don't want to fight yeah oh god <laughs> i don't i don't want to fight with my friends and especially on camera especially on camera like we are actually friends in real life and i just it bled into our real life and things it was like very high it created lots of separation a lot of separation a lot of just a lot of things mm-hmm. that yeah. i don't i'm first of all too old to be doing that it's just, it's too, it's too, it's too real. And so the lines between like storyline get blurred. And now if it's a silly storyline, like we were doing like, okay, let's find Bria a date. Yeah. Like, okay, that's clearly we're all playing a and character that's, here. And that's fun. But when it's like, let's rehash your fight you had on the road. Yeah. That's where it, it was too real. And then we were having like makeup like scenes to like resolve the conflict when like the conflict wasn't resolved and like <laughs> right like we were still fighting we were still fighting and like they had to literally dub in like <laughs> like like i'm sorry's yeah. because they weren't said <laughs> <laughs> or like i forgive you's yeah um yeah it just i i i personally and i know you might feel differently you know what i don't even need to say that i just i would do it again but maybe in a different way. I think yeah. what like the like a queer eye type thing or just like us yeah. doing good or making people feel good is more yeah. our lane. Yeah. Than us having cat fights. Yeah. Because we do enough of that. Right. 
but like it's just not productive business wise no so no. yeah so rachel but if you want like want us to wanted to get us a show or something we'll, <laughs> we'll do it um someone said a spicy love life slash sex life episode and i just text Haley about this yesterday so if you guys want us to talk about sex because we're grown-ass adults um caleb's having like a revolution having, having a, like a sexual awakening. i'm having an awakening because i have been <laughs> so i have just been repressed for so long being you know what we'll talk about it on the episode all right there's lots to unpack <laughs> oh god i am woman hear me roar <laughs> um thoughts on weed so many influencers find this taboo so i'm curious to hear your thoughts rachel young 99 i actually just talked about this on- rachel if you were born in 99 you are young She's 22. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> Caleb's pulling back his face for our listeners. Um, I just talked about this on my vlog that I just did because someone asked me the same question. And I feel like it, it is taboo for influencers to talk about. I think especially for fitness influencers to talk about, which is why... I feel like I've never talked about it, but um, I did in my vlog because I'm tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. I'm tired of it. First of all, where I live currently, it is very legal. Mm-hmm. It is very normal. And yeah, I do be smoking that weed. <laughs> it's so funny because it's, I forget that it's still illegal. In other places. In other which places. is so ridiculous. But I think it's like, what, like 30 states now? Really? Wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's all like um, recreational. I'm but you know, everyone so, has a medical marijuana card if not. I'm so happy that it's being legalized so that people can stop demonizing it and looking down on others. I'm so tired of people who are like uptight or just like view drugs and alcohol and all that as just like awful, awful things. I'm. It's just a less of a reason for them to demonize them and be like, you're doing a schedule one drug. Like, yeah. You're a criminal. Like literally... No, fuck off. <laughs> oh my God. Like I don't, I'm not here telling everyone to go out and smoke and drink all day. Like, yes, drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So can a lot of things. Yeah. But if you're an, an adult and you're doing something responsibly and safely and for whatever damn reason you're doing it because you're an adult, yeah. then do it. Like it is <laughs> you're not, having I'm us. having an awakening. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I am so tired of it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> this is what happens when I have for the podcast after therapy. <laughs> yeah, so I do I do smoke weed or like or whatever. I consume weed in a various amounts of ways. Um, but mostly I just do it like at the end of the day to go to I go to mm-hmm. to Betty Bye and it helps me sleep. It really does like help me like relax and just go to bed. I don't like wake up and not that there's anything wrong with that, but like I can't personally be out and about while I'm high. Mm-hmm. I just like to be alone in in bed. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that just to go to sleep. Yeah, it's I used just to like love a melatonin. That. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I had the best sleep when I smoked. I, that's that's the one thing I miss about not smoking is just oh my gosh. Yeah, Caleb doesn't smoke anymore, but he no. used to. <laughs> yeah, it's not good for my anxiety, but I don't like. I mean, I give other people. I almost said a friend of ours who probably doesn't want people knowing they smoke um <laughs> I, I give like i give you guys shit about it but like it's i don't have a problem with it i used to do it and i would a thousand percent still smoke if it didn't give me anxiety yeah and um 
I do, however, I've been taking CBD for like two years and I, it's so weird because I thought it was just a placebo effect. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm sure I'm spending stupid amounts of money on this for Mm -hmm. no reason. And then when we were in St. Croix last, in November, I ran out of it for two days and I, I shit you not, my, I'm cussing a lot today too. I am on a rated R today. I am an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I am a damn adult. Um, I, uh, what's it called? Uh, I ran out of it for a few days and I got so anxious. Yeah. And not even just anxious, like my heart rate was consistently high. Yeah. And once I got back on it, everything regulated. So I don't know if it, it's still placebo and I just got anxiety Whatever, to it have it. But I'm like, you sold me. You, see, you, <laughs> you got me. You got me for life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously it's still new and there's lots of research. <laughs> research and people haven't been allowed to study it because it's been a schedule one drug which is so harmful like we should have been studying it for decades but Mm -hmm. i i mean i'm sure there is going to be some research that comes out and we don't know everything about it but like it i don't think it should be illegal or stigmatized in the way it is like dear lord yeah there's other things to worry about there's climate change there's racism there's misogyny there's i And it's crazy to me that it's like legal now in so many states and there's still so many people in those states who are incarcerated for for weed. For having even just like small amounts of weed on their person, like in their car. It's insane. Just, yeah, it's, it's disgusting. It's and disgusting. the way that those people will like say that they deserve it because they were doing drugs. Yeah. That's like... It's a whole That's like saying someone issue. deserves to be in jail because they drink coffee because it's yeah. a drug. Coffee's a drug. Coffee's a drug. And I'm addicted. <laughs> Me too. If you want to talk about that, let's talk about that. <laughs> I'm like... I'm like <laughs> Drugs are good. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any desire to address anything involving your personal life? <laughs> no. There are lots of questions. I okay. know there are, and okay. I know I do not. <laughs> um, Michaela Lahinsi? Mc- mm-hmm oh Michaela Hensey <laughs> um music industry and pop culture is there anything like fun music industry wise um so Taylor Swift oh you watched Philip yeah yesterday no not yesterday oh well um Philip or uh, not Philip Taylor Swift got sued by this um amusement park called Evermore Park <laughs> and they were like, people are getting confused, and you like took our name, and people are, um, their merchandise is getting confused, and apparently it's like a like a theme park like centered around like dragons and like whatever. And the lawyer sent them like a thing that said, "This is a baseless claim. Like we're not selling dragon keychains." <laughs> That's literally what it said. So. I mean, uh, the amusement park is called, like, Evermore, not, like, King's Island. Like, I don't, I think that it's a pretty common. Yeah. That's all, that's all I that know. That is fun. You know what? People, this, the bigger you get, the more stupid lawsuits yeah. you'll get. Yeah, she was like, this is dumb. I don't think there's any big artist or company who doesn't have some kind of lawsuit happening. Oh, at all at times. At any given time. At all times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the one thing I hate about this industry. Yeah. More money, more problems. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about oh, this one's uh free Britney. Okay. Um exciting because this Friday, which 
You it, said you said that in the last one, but continue. Oh, I'm, but yeah, we're going to go into it because it's a question. You never said what time we're going to watch it. So, I've been asking four days. Okay, so yeah, so it comes out at 10 p.m. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's 10 p.m. Eastern or Pacific. Well, you better figure it out. Well, I have been trying. Because I got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, well, you... I do. That are, that are more important? Uh, yeah, I do. Cancel it. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> back to more important things. There is a documentary on Netflix. No, sorry. Hulu and FX that is coming out on Friday, which would be last Friday because this comes out on Monday, um, called Framing Britney Spears. And it's by the New York Times, which is huge because is huge. New York Tides, uh, Times actually has a good reputation. Yeah. Generally, right? Yeah. And they're doing interviews with... Um, Britney's old assistant who was on every single tour with her has known her since five she was five years old and has worked with her through the piece of me tour in 2016 and um they interviewed her lawyer that she tried to hire in 2007 when she had the conservatorship yeah continue okay um they Adam Streisand (laughs) is the lawyer she tried to hire and she wasn't allowed to hire him because they said she was too incompetent to so now he's speaking out and then other like people in the free Britney movement, other people who've worked with her and it's fascinating because I can't believe, I'm sure these people all have, all have NDAs. Mm-hmm. So it's confusing how they're doing it. I don't know if Britney's team is like also in on this, but also it's very anti Britney's father mm-hmm. and it's going through like how she has been in a cage for 13 years. Yeah. And can't make any decisions for herself. And so I'm really interested to see how it plays out. Um, like legally? Yeah. I wonder if it's like the New York Times. Because you know, like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. So I wonder if they're just like... We're doing it. We're doing it. And like, maybe kind of like, if something happens, like, we'll protect you. I wonder. That's... Because also, like... Because sometimes they just go for it. This whole past two weeks... Um, TMZ and like a literally a bunch as all of the reviews of like the publications who have gotten early access to this documentary have been coming out mm-hmm. the media has been flooded with headlines of like Britney Spears uh dancing with dark makeup to Justin Timberlake Britney Spears looks unhinged so it's literally Britney's team mm-hmm. feeding all of these stories like she's crazy she's crazy she's crazy and she's not controlling her social media she's right. not doing the posts so it's just interesting how calculated Britney's family has been in yeah. making her seem crazier as this documentary is about to come out. Yeah. Which has been what they've done the whole time is make her seem crazy so they can keep her in this. Yeah. So I can't wait to see this documentary. Anyway, Framing Britney Spears on Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting watch. It's a movie, I think. A movie? Yeah, I think it's a film. What is your recommendation, Kebab? My recommendation for the week is... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, is uh color grading in HDR? (laughs) (laughs) That is your recommendation. Um, you know what? Or is that your intention? That is. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) That's good. Um, my recommendation. I'm like looking in the wrong room. (laughs) You know what? I do love. (laughs) I love me some spin (laughs) drift. not an ad <laughs> um stop how do you not know Haley? i don't have anything to recommend you watch like 16 different shows a day 
I'm still on Shameless. <laughs> We're on season 10 now. There's 10 seasons of Shameless. 11. 11? Yes. 11's airing right now. That's a lot of seasons. Um, can, do you have a recommendation? Yeah, I do. Then say it. Um, the Patriot Act on Netflix. I love him and I love his show. And he just goes through like different, very controversial, kind of political, mostly political, but not always political topics. And he literally has gotten into fights with like world leaders over like the content. And he just like doesn't give a fuck. He's also a comedian. And so like my favorite thing is like political humor and Mm -hmm. like commentary, like funny commentary on like political issues. That's like my, that's actually my favorite thing. I know it is. Like, I think that, I don't know, it's just so funny to me. And so, like, while it's educational and it's important, it's also funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just covers, like, the widest range of topics. And every single episode is, like, a deep dive into, like, whatever topic. And a, an, a lot of it is, like, new information to me. I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, happening? Or a different take on something that I hadn't thought before. And so, it's... You have Ariana Grande hands. <laughs> I don't know. It's very good. And I feel like I'm like late because like I've been hearing people talk about the show for a long time and I don't know why it got canceled. I know they were, people are upset that it got canceled. That's why I heard about it. Yeah. And I think, uh, and I don't don't know, like he, he is very controversial. Like he has put out some very controversial comments. So, but I love it. Interesting. You should watch it. And you know what? Something I wanted to bring bring up to you is the fact that you always bitch at me for never taking your recommendations, but you never take a one of mine. You also... Not one. You have nothing to say. Because I You have nothing to say. And sometimes I actually actually take your recommendations, but you know what? I'm done. I'm done. You know what? (laughs) That's like the the cat meme. (laughs) (laughs) You. So I will not watch the morning show until you just at least do one of my recommendations. First of all, if you're gonna one. if you're gonna point at me, <laughs> use your finger, not your sweatshirt. One. Second of it's all, AOC. <laughs> second of all, exactly. My point is, I only consume content at night when I'm relaxing. Okay, okay? I do too. Okay, so I'm not gonna consume like high stakes content at night it's that's like not, political you are just reading too much it's it's still leisurely watching it's not leisurely watching you're thinking too much into it you don't have to be like like mind watch like something mind numbing to like relax like sometimes you shameless can like, is anything but mind numbing okay if that's the case then you can watch something like the patriot act at night and be fine it's just like that's not how i want to end my day is like learning i don't want to learn at the end of the day at all do not teach me at the end of the day no. Then when do when? Then it's when? not now. Then when? Then when? During lunch, and you know who does that? Philip DeFranco. You need to get news from more than Philip DeFranco. I don't consume content other than breakfast and night. <laughs> then I will never take in one of your recommendations. I will never finish the morning show. And that's your loss. That's your loss. All right. Well, I, I don't want right to hear now. it. I do not want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. You're only punishing yourself. I'm not. You're punishing yourself. You're punishing yourself. You know what? By being ignorant. You think I'm ignorant? (laughs) (laughs) We gotta go. We gotta go. What your intention? You never had a recommendation. I... (laughs) (laughs) You never had a recommendation. I have... You know what? I... 
running out of time on the card. I just can't think of a single thing to recommend. <laughs> single, single thing. You know what? I I will recommend something. I you think will. Zoe Weiss. I don't know how to say your last name. W-E-E-S. She is a wonderful new artist. She has a song called Control that she wrote about anxiety and um, uh, her like epilepsy when she was a child. And it is it made me sob both times, or the first two times I heard it. And then mm-hmm. she just released a new song. I don't even know what it's called, but I just love her voice so much. So look up Z-O-E. That's Z-O-E-W-E-E-S <laughs> uh, on Spotify. What's your intention for the week? To learn how to color grade an HDR better <laughs> because it's a nightmare. And I've worked on the business for, I'm not kidding you, 10 hours yesterday on oh, like no. and got nothing done. Oh, no. It sucks. And it's not worth it. <laughs> I'm glad you But here I am. <laughs> Coffee. No, I didn't. You were supposed to ask me my intention. <laughs> you are so self-centered. What is your intention? No. What do you intend to do this week, Kaylee? So last week, my intention was to get organized. Mm-hmm. And I meant in like the apartment sense, but I actually ended up getting organized in like my life. And so like I made a schedule for myself. Mm, you did. And I feel, I mean, I feel more productive, but in a way that I want to die because like now I'm doing too much. Mm-hmm. But it has been super helpful. So I just want to keep doing it. And that's my intention is just to keep organize like my schedule because I'm balancing a lot of different things right yeah. now and I just it's the only way I think I'm gonna be able to stay sane that's so. good that's wow that was a good intention yeah you know what maybe I'll yeah. try to write one down before <laughs> maybe you will <laughs> this is why we don't need a reality show <laughs> coffee <clears throat> coffee <laughs> What do I do? <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> Coffee with my ex. Whatever. That was wrong. I lost it. Coffee. Coffee with yeah. my ex. Coffee. 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 <laughs> okay. Coffee doesn't seem like a real word anymore. Coffee with my ex.